Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, best in new inventory out there. Who has Ford? Who has Lincoln? Who has Kia? Who has Hyundai? Sunbury Motors does. Pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee, critical to your buying experience. Sales staff that works with you, great service department, all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. He has faced 132 batters in the Little League Tournament. He has struck out 114, another no-hitter for Gavin Weir of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. 2-2. Snaps it off for strike three called. The throw to first to complete a no-hitter for Gavin Weir. He is human dominance. He's been, that's uh, what, four no-hitters in the tournament? I think two in Williamsport. 132 batters face, 114 strikeouts. I have not, uh, I have not seen him pitch. I've just heard about him. I'm just citing the stats I know off the top of my head. To be honest with you, I know they're correct though, because I did see them earlier today. But yeah, there you go. That's uh, quite a uh, quite a performance. And again, they beat California. So this was South Dakota beating California. Yeah, I think a lot of people be like, hey, yeah, the California kid, he's great. No, 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 no. He's Sioux Falls, South Dakota. What a what a tournament he's had. Phenomenal. And not only that, you look at his arm slot, looks a lot like Chris Sale. Which I believe is the comparison he's getting. Being a twelve year old Chris Sale. I was compared as a pitcher to Jose Canseco. I'm just kidding. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. <laughs> I'm Jose Canseco. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So we're going to pick games today? We are. We're going to do all of week zero. So what do we got? UTEP, New Mexico State, UCLA, Hawaii, Illinois, Nebraska. Yep, UConn, Fresno, and South oh, UConn, Fresno. And, and South Utah and uh, San Jose State. South Utah? Yes. Why not? Let me guess. They're located in Southern Utah. Now that's the that's the definition of a directional <laughs> school. That's exactly right. Aye, aye. I I already know one of uh, the Kings picks is going to be. <laughs> He'll pick Fresno over UConn. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. I mean, he, he, I don't think he has a lot of confidence in UConn football. No. 
Nor should he. <laughs> yeah. Nor should he. They didn't play at all last year. None of these teams did, actually. UConn or Fresno, that is. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the M- the NBA Players uh, Association is going to help renovate the court at Rucker Park, which is great. One of the great moments. Um, obviously, um, structure is important in any sport. And I obviously, if I'm coaching, I want as much control as possible because it's my job on the line every time. Um, and I, but at times, are we losing the creativity of the great athlete? Years ago, Kobe Bryant, who won the court, was... If you're looking at definitions of creativity, he occupied one of the definitions of creativity. He showed up at Rucker Park one night and played ball. We're losing this. And we're losing it not because of college coaches making calls, high school coaches making calls. No, 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 no. We're losing the creativity of the athlete as kids we're doing so many organized activities and I'm Little League's great okay basketball, flag football league they're all great, believe me I, as somebody with grandchildren I'm out watching more flag football games than you realize and more Little League games than you realize, okay uh But what we need is the playground. When I was growing up as a kid, you know, and Kevin can attest to it because Kevin and I were doing this together all the time. We'd get on our bikes and we'd have a pickup baseball game. Like, not just once a while, a lot. We'd go down, there was a dirt basketball court, you know, and I'm talking like, you know, when I mean dirt, I mean, believe me, it was packed in hard. Uh, And we'd play 6 o'clock every night, we'd be playing hoops, pick up up hoops, 3-on-3, 4-on-4, 5-on-5, 2-on-2, whatever, all the time. Fall, we were always playing football. Pick up football. You know, one one of the neighbors had a much bigger yard. You know, it was one of those like, like it's almost like it was a double lot in a lot of ways. And in that double lot area, we could go and play ball. You know, and you know, sometimes it'd be tackle, sometimes it would be two hand touch. Didn't matter, but we'd play. You know, and you know, rules. Yeah, we were kind of we had, we were the enforcer of our own rules, but we made up our own plays. We used our minds to do this. Didn't mean we were right all the time, 
And we picked positions. All right, you're, I'm at first. You know, I was left-handed, so my options were outfield, first base, or pitch. Uh, um, everybody, you know, you're at second, you're at short, whatever. And that's that's what we do. And we kind of figured out who was best at what spots. Hey, Greg is a – we had a kid, Greg Ruel. He was – Greg was our shortstop. We had a kid named Mark Thomas. Mark Thomas played center field. You know, uh, you know, Mike Gregorian played left field. You know, if I wasn't playing, literally, I mean, you know, literally, if I wasn't playing first base, I was playing outfield. Peter King played first base. I mean, this is what we did. Playing, you know, I think we we've lost the playground aspect of it, and with that, we've lost the creativity. I think. Of people, they're so structured now in everything they do. Parents are coaching them, which I think is great. They're volunteers. I got it, but we still need to keep the you know, Rucker Park was great. Believe with you, coaching at Rucker Park? Uh no. Right. Sometimes it would be no autopsy, no foul. Okay, but I mean, but there was creativity out there. I mean, you're playing ball. And it's fun to watch. And it's interesting in the structure that we have, the structure breakdown, you know, the creativity breakdown in sports is actually from the lack of the playground because of organized sports right away. Now, you still need Little League. You still need, you know, Viddy League basketball. You still need flag football. That's great to have. But the other days of the week... Let them go to the playground. Let them go to the playground. Let them be creative. Let them get out there and find themselves out there against somebody else. Let them lose once in a while. It's all right. It's okay. I mean, now I know that already Matt is already yelling at little Luke about, you know, that he's got to hit the ball better. I mean, it's I, you know, I, I, I worry. We've actually been working on our soccer still skills lately. Soccer skills. Yes, we, we we've been kicking the ball around a little bit. He's kind of understanding the concept. He uses his feet. He does. <laughs> Perfect. But I, I get concerned that we're not um, encouraging. The playground mentality a little bit more. That's why anytime we see something that is hoagie mackerel, you see so much structure in the NHL right now. You for that, I mean, Bobby Orr stood out because Bobby Orr played like he was playing on a pond. Hey, hey, guess what? It was awesome to watch Wayne Gretzky like he was playing on a pond. Awesome to watch. You watch Magic Johnson run a fast break, you feel like you're at Rucker Park. Bird was structured, but played like cre- creatively, like a little bit of that. You know, I'm out here in the driveway in in, uh, in Indiana. I'm on the driveway in French Lick, playing ball. 
It's every time Aaron Rodgers or or Patrick Mahomes does something creative, oh my god, because it stands out so much. Everybody else, I drop back to pass. I make my first read. I make my second read. Okay, throw it. Okay, yay, nice play. All right. Then Mahomes does something crazy. And you're like, ha! Oh, it's incredible. We're losing the. We can't lose the playground concept. Where you go out, you call your own fouls, call your own penalties, maybe create your own rules, make it, take it. It can't always be structured in order. It can't always be AAU. It can't always be the traveling team. It can't, like, you know, where you're constantly, constantly, you know, getting the direction of the coach all the time. You know, they do nice jobs, but. Meanwhile, on the home front, we're finding out Luke can now kick a soccer ball. That's right. With a big smile on his face. <laughs> Look at you. That's exactly right. Yeah. And then hearing the words, darn it, get back here. <laughs> then he promptly kick picks it. up the ball and just runs with it after that. So Kick it right. <laughs> you can't run with it. Lisa, Lisa, control your son. Not quite like that, but, uh, yeah. Really? (laughs) Get a little too close to home there. (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) By the way, the uh, Reds lead the Brewers 5-0 top of the 7th. White Sox, bottom of the 4th, leading Toronto over the Blue Jays 7-1. The Orioles looking to make it two wins in a row. They did. They beat the Angels 13-1. That's win number 40 on the year for the Orioles. The Phillies, by the way, are at 500. Just when it looked like they were ready to take off. Au contraire, mon frere. And the Yankees have the A's tonight. Jamison Tyone tonight for the Yankees. Your guy. Pitching very, very well lately. Eight and four, three point nine four ERA. Caprellian mm-hmm. is seven and four with a three point two five ERA tonight. After yelling at Luke about how badly he's kicking the ball, Matt will then <laughs> settle down and start yelling at the TV about how poorly Jamison Tyone is pitching the ball. <laughs> Hopefully not. Luke picks up the ball and starts running. That's just too funny. That's too funny. I love it. Go, Luke, go. He's wrecking your game. Did you buy him a little goal? Not yet. I need to do that, actually. You got to buy him a little goal. Yes, I do I do need to do that. Yeah. Little Mark's going to learn to lose a lot. Because older brother is not going to let little brother win. Of course. Never. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. But you see what I'm saying. I, I think you had a, I mean, I, we're, we're so structured in sports now. I mean, everything's structured. I mean, for goodness sakes, you have adult men catching behind home plate that have to look to the dugout to get a sign. What? <laughs> 
like, I'm catching. Get away. Go away from me. A grown man playing quarterback. I think he just checked off in the line of scrimmage. Johnny United has called every play. <laughs> Jeez. All right. We'll take a break. Back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Camarena set and delivers. And a fly ball to center field. Deep on its way and gone. A.J. Pollock with a two-run home run in the 15th. And the Dodgers now lead it 5-3. to three. Oh, you can tell. Charlie Steiner's a great play-by-play guy, but you can tell when they're not there. That game was at Petco, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah. That means you're guessing. If he's in, if in San Diego, uh, it's uh, the profession's not being helped. Right? It's not being. And Charlie's a great play-by-play guy. But uh, it was a great comeback last night. And Blake Snell was on the mound for the Padres. Padres just can't get any traction. They spent a lot of money and they can't get any traction with this team. And you know they're they're good, but they're they're not great. Interesting. Very interesting. Phillies have the Diamondbacks tonight. Normally, like the way the schedule set up, they were at Arizona, and then they have Arizona coming back. This schedule should have set up perfectly for the Phillies. And then they get swept by Arizona in Phoenix. I mentioned that to the suit the other day. I said, they got swept in Phoenix. And he says, what are you talking about? So they got swept in Phoenix. He said, they didn't play in Phoenix. So what do you mean they didn't play in Phoenix? He said they played in Pahonix. I'm like, oh, my God. No good! No good! No good! Do you worry about the education system? I'm just Sometimes just yes and sometimes no. They can stab me. You ought to be scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's always a definite... I mean, wow. Okay. <laughs> sure, they played in Pahonix. <laughs> uh, so you ever see the movie? You probably never saw it, the movie Young Frankenstein. I've only read it. There's a, there's a scene where uh, he has to get a brain for the monster. And he puts the brain in. And he says, "Why is the monster right?" He says, 
So what brain did you get? He goes, well, it was a Mr. Abby, Abby, uh, uh, Mr. Abby Normal. He goes, Abby Normal, I mean, you gave me an abnormal brain? <laughs> it ranks right up there with Pahonics. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. King is next. I'll see the king tomorrow, matter of fact. Which will be good. Which will be good. I'll see him tomorrow and give you a full rundown on how he's doing. But, yeah, it's... Uh, by the way, news of the bottom hour. It's been a tough news day. As uh, if you've been following along, and most of you have, it has been a tough news day. Here's a headline. You'll love this. Some Jaguars players aren't thrilled with head coach Urban Meyer and his college-like ways. He says he's rubbing them the wrong way. Shocking. Pete Prisco said, quote, they haven't got off to a good start. That's obvious. He clearly does not like losing, even if it's in the preseason. I heard he had a rough go of it last week just because he lost his first preseason game, and that's not exactly the attitude you really need to have in the National Football League. He's got to change a few things. He brought in a bunch of college-like things to the program, which I don't necessarily agree with. I've heard from some of the players, and they aren't thrilled with them either. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great new inventory, best in pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the king. Massage a pig. That's pretty cool. What's that? Yeah, it's on the internet. A cat. He massages a pig. He cleans his ears. He kneads on him, sleeps on him, and the pig just lays there and enjoys. I wish I was a pig. You know? <laughs> it's a good situation. So, Matt, did, when's the. What? Did the Yankees win again? <laughs> they haven't uh, lost in two weeks. That's exactly right. That is, there is a one and a one, and then wins in a row. Yeah. I, I watched. I watched a little bit of each of the Braves games. Yeah. Uh, very impressed. Now, Chapman's a problem. Yes, uh, they're going to have to overcome. Uh, they're going to have to overcome that. Yeah, he stinks. Uh, our, our our team doctor, Wayne, Doctor Wayne Sebastianelli, and, and Kev, you know him. Uh, yep. is a big Yankee fan. So we were talking about this at practice last night, and 
And he's like, he said, you couldn't believe it. He's like, he's missing all over the place. I said, I know. I said, and he gets, he gets into this bad habit where he just starts, he get, he panics and starts just throwing fastballs. I, mean, I think he remember, loses like 20 pounds when he's out there for like 10 minutes. I know. The water's just Sweats falling out of him. But he may be one of those sticky guys, you know, that he was locked in on the stick him and he can't pitch without it. I think mentally yeah. he's a time bomb. And that's a he's big, always big has been. Didn't he beat his uh, wife? I mean, I don't like the guy. He's, I, uh, I, I, I'll tell you the guy I think I really like, and I've liked him for a long time. He's not perfect, but Chad Green. Yes, he should be in that role fully as the closer. Because Zach Britton stinks, plus he can't stay healthy. Chapman, you never know what you're going to get. Chad Green should be the closer. Totally agree. Yep. You know who I like is that new closer for the Red Sox. Was it Cologne or whatever? <laughs> the Red Sox last night. Fenway Park is shaking. The cameras are shaking. They tied the game 4-4 four to four and the nine. Oh, they, and they oh, bring they this the guy out who was throwing 99 the night before. Robles. Now he won't throw a fastball. It was four to four when he came out there. Within three minutes, it was nine to four. He got freaking hammered. Well, the problem is Matt Matt Barnes. Every minute of it. The the problem is Matt Barnes, who had been just really lights out till the end of July. Oh yeah, is is fifteen point one nine ERA in August. And I would keep throwing Barnes out there. I, I because I know he's you the real would. deal. I'm being serious. He's a real deal, and he's got to fix whatever's wrong. Yeah, they got to they got to figure it out because I mean you can't get you can't get to that point where suddenly you don't know what to do, and you may yeah. throw a starter maybe an inning longer than you should because you don't know what to do. Well, I'll tell and, you what yeah. this year. Uh, of any year, no pitchers are going beyond five or six innings. That's like because of stupid analytics. Pitch. That's why they, they don't want to. They don't want to go out there, and they don't want to have them face the lineup the third time. I hear, here's one for you. You've given up two hits through six innings. It's the third time through the order. Guess what? If I'm managing the team, my first thought is they can't hit the dude. Run him back yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. But that's not happening. They're pulling the guy. They're that's not because them even try and get out of trouble. They're pulling. That, uh, That's because the number of managers that manage with their gut. Now it's it's fine to use analytics to help help you make decisions with your gut. That's fine, right? But you got to be able to see what's going on and not just be robotic. And there are too many managers in baseball that are robotic because they're afraid to be criticized if they go against the analytics. And the analytics, by the way, and the analytics is their fallback. Well, you know, the analytics say it's almost like, well, yeah, that that's the default uh, comeback when it goes wrong. That at least you have an excuse for it instead of getting up saying, you know what, I've been watching the game. I thought as I watched him, I thought he was the right guy to put out there. What's wrong sure. with that? Yeah, you know, and they're I mean, afraid to do Tom Brady. that. Everybody's you know, afraid to do it. He, he's old. His a lot of his physical tools are gone. The analytics can't measure what Tom Brady does. He's a leader. He finds a way to win. There's no measuring that, you know. You, you've you got to let some of these pitchers, they're athletes. Let them be an athlete, you know. Don't just say, okay, you're done, you know. Yeah. I, 
be an athlete. Tom Seaver, you know, just go out and throw nine innings, see what you got. Yeah, exactly. You know, it just, I mean, the Minnesota Twins the other night against the Red Sox, the guy was unhittable. They right, and they took him, him out. Sick. What are you saving him for? You're in last place, you know? Right, Just exactly. Let him keep it. They pull him out. They put their bullpen in, and the bullpen puked yep. all over themselves, and the Red Sox stole a game. But, yeah. You know? And, and that's, I mean, and that's, and you're seeing that all over the place. And, again, you're not going to get criticized if you say in the press conference, according to the analytics, da, 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 da. Instead yeah. of getting up there and saying, you know what, it didn't work because, you know what, I looked at him and I just thought that he still had it and I put him out there and I thought he gave us the best chance. Well, you can't do that. The analytics say, right? hey, take your numbers and stick them on managing the team. Hey, Cora's got a problem now. And Cora's got people, that, you know, because of the pandemic, they forgot a lot of things, but... He got caught cheating in Houston. He's a they know he was cheating in the World Series. Now he can't cheat. All of a sudden, he's a 500 manager. Exactly. Yep. He's um, a fraud. I don't know. We'll see. The Red Sox could win the World Series. They got to get Martinez going. He's in yeah, a funk. he's not. Yeah, he's in a funk. He's not hitting well. All no, right, we've we've got games to predict for the oh first God, time. I'm ready. Games. <laughs> Go Huskies! Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. UConn's playing this weekend. We already, yeah, we already just said we know one pick. <laughs> <laughs> they suck. <laughs> Boy, we already, sick. we already said that your prediction was it's going to be exactly. I mean, that, it, I mean, UConn could be playing at some directional school, and you'd pick the directional school. All right, we'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. go back to picking games here we go last year (laughs) last year matt matt had little luke just point to the name of the team he thought it would win and it didn't go well all right uh i love you know i am the defending champ yes you are little luke who's gonna win alabama Okay, good. All right, there we go. It's, pick the ones that are easy to pronounce. All right. That's all right. All right, so let's start off with Kevin's beloved Yukon Huskies at Fresno State. King. Oh, my gosh. I live a mile from their practice field. Never seen a player. Never, of course, because of COVID. They haven't played a game in two years. Both teams haven't. Their offense can put some points up, but their defense was so bad. Now, according to them, everybody's faster and stronger, and they're going to shock the world. I don't think they're going to shock anybody, and Randy Etzel is a horrible football coach and a human being. And, I I mean, you can't do what he did. And UConn's so stupid, they rehired a guy who walked out on him. So they deserve what they get. I got Fresno State by 30. Kalen DeBoer back in charge, second season Fresno. They played six games last year. The UConn defense has been a disaster. They've been in the bottom ten in points allowed per game in each of Randy Edsel's seasons, including 50.4 points per game in 2018. To their credit, 
They're not just bad. They're really bad. Fresno State. I am also going with the guys with the red turf. Because UConn is that to account for as well. Next UConn one. doesn't deserve to be a Division One team. <laughs> All right, next one now. UTEP at New Mexico State. Steve. UTEP has been at the bottom of college football for a long time. Yet last year in the COVID year, guess what? They went three and five. This is after they won a total of two games in 18 and 19. They went three and five. New Mexico State, nobody has any idea what they're going to do. None. The reason being is New Mexico State didn't play last year, right? And went six and 20 before that. So. Even though UTEP is a 10-point underdog, I'm going to pick the minors of UTEP to win the game. I agree. I am going with... This is my lone upset, quote-unquote, of the week. I love UTEP in this matchup. I, I just think that they are going to be ready to play the game, and I think they, I like what they have on offense, too, the, coming the, back. The game, the, the game is in Las Cruces, but that's not a long trip for UTEP. No. So I I'm, I agree. I'm taking UTEP here, King. A lot of sites are showing the opposite that UTEP's a favorite. So I'm taking UTEP. New Mexico State's in the same spot that UConn's in. They have not played in a long time. Yeah. So, um, it's hard to pick them if they haven't played in a long time. So UTEP. All right. Now we go to a team that Steve has seen recently. San Diego State hosting Southern Utah. Steve? (laughs) My understanding is that Southern Utah didn't even practice the kneel down at the end of the game. (laughs) You're probably right about that. I'm going with San Diego State. I have SJSU as well. King? No, it's it's San, San Diego is it San Diego State. State is it San Diego State or San Jose State? It's San Jose. Oh, I San thought. Jose State. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah San Jose San State. Jose. San, <laughs> okay, it doesn't matter. matter if it's San Diego State or San Jose State. Whoops. I'll take the Spartans of San there Jose to State. Back onto the site and say, "Wow, I got the wrong game." Uh, no, that that's no. my bad. Yeah, San Jose it, State. It's, it, it's San Jose State, <laughs> and I'm going with the Spartans. Uh, Southern Utah didn't even practice the kneel down at the end of the game because it's just not going to be used. <laughs> Correct. Yes, uh, I have San Jose State. Okay, yeah, King. I have San Jose. I don't think it's going to be a competitive game. <laughs> now that we cleared that one up. Yep. Hawaii at UCLA, or as my wife likes to call them, UCLA. King. <laughs> <laughs> I studied it. Looked at it. UCLA's got too much talent. I got UCLA. I agree, though. I think Hawaii could put up a little bit of a fight. Yeah, they're always a wild card. They can always, their offense puts up points. I could see them jumping out to a lead, but then UCLA kind of taking over in the second half. So I'll, I'll take UCLA, but it might be a closer game. Steve. Games in the Rose Bowl, which means UCLA's at home. So a long trip for Hawaii. Dorian Thompson Robinson, fourth year starting quarterback. Now, their running game is not great. They got Zach Charbonnet, who's the transfer from Michigan. Charbonnet is no better than a functional running back, but Thompson Robinson makes a big difference. Hawaii has never been a good defensive team, or never has been. 
Uh, Todd Graham, though, did a good job with them defensively. They they were 54th last year in points allowed per game, which is the highest they've been defensively since they went to the Sugar Bowl years ago. Uh, UCLA is going to win. They'll win by at least two touchdowns. All right. As we head into our final game, we are all even. Now we go to the premier game of the week, I guess. Nebraska and Illinois in a the lone Big Ten matchup of the week. So, Steve, let's start with you on your feel for this. Well, Adrian Martinez is the entire key to the game. The problem with you know, last year when Illinois beat Nebraska, and they won by 18. I mean, I'm watching the tape getting ready for Penn State, Illinois. I'm like, what the heck? Luke McCaffrey played a lousy game. I mean, lousy. He threw three interceptions, and they went back to Adrian Martinez again. Illinois, there's something about it. The game's at home. I know Brandon Peters. Look, I would not, if you're telling me quarterback versus quarterback, Martinez is the better quarterback than Brandon Peters. There's no getting around it. But Brown at tailback, an offensive line led by Doug Kramer, a defense led by Jake Hansen, and it's Brett Bielema's first game as the head coach at Illinois. I think the Illini are going to win, even though they're the underdog in this game. King? Well, I won Illinois. I liked how they played against Penn State. That was a great game last year. Wasn't it? First half. First half, then Penn State blew them out. First half, then Penn State blew them out. Yeah. Um, I don't like Frost. Um, but we can't all pick the same team. So I'm either going to be in last place or first place. I'll take Nebraska. Well, I took the underdog. Like, uh, I took the I took the underdog. So, I mean, Illinois is a seven-point underdog well, at home. No, I realize that. But I'm saying I'm taking the opposite. To, yeah. It's, it's because we've all picked the same teams. I want Illinois, but... I think Illinois is going to win the game, but I'll take Nebraska. Just uh, it's a toss-up game, so I'll go with Nebraska. Actually, King, it's a good thing you did that because I'm going with the Finding Illini. All right. There, so. Something stood out to me when Dave Rebson joined us earlier in the week, Steve. How because their new head coach is kind of from the area, and he, so he he gets what the program is about and wants to get to, and they had some momentum after some decent games last year I think that means something and I, I and I do agree with Dave that I think the Illini might be better than what we think so I'm taking the Illini at home to get uh, off to a fast start wouldn't you say uh, last year they were like one or two players away from being very very good uh, I mean, they got they got better and better but my issue with them is, is the quarterback play I mean, Brandon Peters the transfer from uh, Michigan you know, it's hard to gauge him from last year because he got COVID, was out three weeks, and the whole thing. Brett Bielema wants to run the ball. That's his M.O. He wants to run the ball. Well, he's got Chase Brown. He can run the ball. My problem for them long-term is I don't know if Peters is good enough throwing the football. I mean, if I was picking strictly on which team has the better quarterback, i pick Nebraska. But I think Illinois has the better team especially with with 18 of those guys who could have left, decided to stay, including Jake Hansen and Doug Kramer. 
I think that makes a big difference for me. Exactly right. It should be yep. an interesting one to start things off with the Big Ten. I can't wait for the season to start. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we need a mood change. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, we need something exciting. So, go Penn what State. The, Got to have a big year this year, boys. So, big year for them. Got to yeah, win the Big yeah. Ten. Big year for everybody. Just getting back. It'll be great to see people. Yeah, I mean, I've been yeah. I've been on a, I've been on a lot of shows this week, and I've been every time I get asked what's going to be like to have fans. <laughs> I was on the Ohio State nervous. Network, the West Virginia Network. I mean, I'm going on. I'm saying, look, I'm going to hug each one as they come in. How about that? <laughs> there you go. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow. I will see you tomorrow. Yep. All right. Have a good weekend, Matt. See, you, King. All right. Now look, now don't when you go home tonight and you buy him a, his own little soccer goal. Okay? Let him score. Okay. Okay. I'll let him score. Let him score. Let him gain a little confidence. <laughs> you get very competitive, right? He'll kick it. You'll kick it. Yeah, there's a save. It's like I mean, you do you I mean how do you think Suit Light ends up where he is? That is a valid ultra com- point. Ultra competitive suit, right? <laughs> Gets out there in father pitch, and at the, when it's over, is putting his arms in the air saying, Oh, I struck out 27! <laughs> it, that's, that's your team, okay? It's not your goal to have the best ERA in the league. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I will take that fatherly advice into heavy consideration. I struck out 27. I pitched a perfect game. <laughs> Those are your players. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure Gavin Weir can strike you out, too. <laughs> Mr. Suit is throwing nothing but fastballs. <laughs> like the kids are all swinging and missing. He goes back to the, I can't believe you kids can't hit. Stop throwing it like that. <laughs> But then one kid will get a hit, and then he's like Chapman trying to close out a game. <laughs> Your goal when you're managing a team when it's coach pitch is not to have the league's best ERA.